You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Why don't we get into the Word? Um, I want to share with you briefly. We had a tremendous time of prayer in the course of the week. And um, I want to recommend to you that you make some time before the conference to uh, really pray um, for yourself <laughs> and for those you are inviting. Okay? Pray and ask God for something. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want this. And if you can choose, if you can even select a day to fast just before the conference, do it. Preparation is vital. Glory to God. Amen. So, um, I'm just recommending that because I know that God moves where there is expectation. The anointing, there are laws that govern the flow of the anointing. Okay? One of the, the laws of the anointing is the law of demand and supply. Okay, in economics, they have the law of demand and supply. It's not just an economic law. It's also a spiritual law. All right? So if there isn't enough demand, there won't be enough supply. And a lot of times, God's people think that just because they're around, things will just happen. You have to place a demand. All right? So if you don't place a demand, you're not going to receive. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing with you this morning on what I titled In Pursuit for More. Yeah? How many people can do with some more? More of God. More of His power. More of His Spirit. More of his glory. Yes. More, more, in pursuit of more. I want to see more. And I want this year to end on a very high note for you. Very high note. So there is more that this year owes you. <laughs> Somebody's smiling. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. It's true. There's more that this year owns, owes you. Yeah. All right? So you are going to demand for it. Amen. You are going to pursue it. Amen. You are going to ask for it. Amen. You are not going to beg for it. Yeah. You will insist. That that which is rightfully yours must be released. Amen. Okay. So let's look at the scriptures. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank you because your word is spirit and is life. And I know that as we pursue more, more of you, more of your spirit, more of your power, more of your glory, more of your word, more of your presence, 
more of your destiny. Mighty God, more of your blessings, more of your love, more will be released to us. Amen. And I ask that there will be a release in this place. Let our hunger be taken to another level. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. In pursuit of more. Isaiah chapter 55. I think we can read the entire chapter, right? Somebody can help me read. Let me see. Who's anointed this morning? Okay. You see. When, When you're anointed, you don't need to be... You don't need to be told. You just know. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Isaiah 55. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that that what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up cypress trees, And instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Glory to God. This is uh, this is a scripture. This is this passage. This chapter is very significant, even as we prepare for a conference. Right? You need to. You need to. Have a hunger. If you don't have a hunger, there's something wrong with you. You know that when somebody, you lose your appetite. Normally, it's people that are not okay. Right? 
you just you, you, you've lost your appetite you can't eat you can't and this it's usually not a healthy condition naturally and uh for those of you if you remember when you were maybe smaller and you didn't eat your mother was always upset right she was always concerned that you would not eat i don't know why mothers get concerned about such things but you know they they are anointed to get concerned <laughs> but the the kids are not eating for me i say if when he's hungry he will eat leave him alone ah. no but you must eat you must eat Yeah, as I, I, I suppose that that is a God thing that they have. Yeah. And so when God's children are not hungry for the things of God, it's an anomaly. I'm telling you, it's not okay. That you can just, just be living like that without any hunger for more. Hmm? In the spirit, is, is, uh, you are allowed to be an Oliver Twist and come for more. Huh? Okay, some of you, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Coming for more. You come for more. Ask for more. God, thank you so much for what you gave me yesterday. I'm here for more. Thank you for what you gave me this morning. I have come for more. Thank you for what you gave me an hour ago. I've come for more. Now, God loves that kind of attitude. He loves that kind of attitude. Because where there is a demand, there will be a supply. There will be a supply. So the, the, the sad thing is that we Christians think... That just because we showed up, then, you know, things will just happen. It's like some people just come to church. And they just come sit down and like, okay. There's no hunger. There's no demand. There's no expectation. You get my point? So it's just a religious activity. And then you are surprised... When the person sitting next to you is being changed and you are sitting there and like, what about me? No demand. That's what it means. Yeah, there's no demand. So the level of your demand is going to determine the level of the supply. So, I want us to have a demand, a high level of demand for the Spirit. For the power. For the glory. You should desire to experience what you've never experienced before. You should desire to see what you've never seen before. You should desire to hear what you've never heard before. You should desire to walk in what you've never walked in before. You should desire to achieve what you've never achieved before. 
Are you getting me? Our hunger is not impressive to God. Yeah. So he, he, he starts here. Isaiah is speaking. He says, Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Wouldn't it be great if our government could say this? Yes? Imagine the president just wakes up one day and then recites this. Come on, you know that uh, heaven has come down. He says, everyone who thirsts in this nation. (laughs) Huh? Come to the waters and drink. So, just open your tap. Don't pay for anything. From today, huh? you who have no money, just come. Buy. Without money, whatever you want, buy. Go into macro and buy whatever you want without money. Huh? <laughs> Go into um okay forever new <laughs> and buy without money. Come on. Go into Jaguar Land Rover without money and buy. I see that got your attention. (laughs) Irene, pay attention to (laughs) Go in and buy. Huh? Just go to something, go to any property and buy. Go, go to waterfall, wherever you want. Just go and buy. Go to Stain City, just go and buy. Go to Blue Valley without money, go and buy. Huh? Go to Balito without money and buy. Come on. Huh? You're receiving it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Imagine the president making that kind of announcement. Whew. Ah, there's nothing they can do to block the borders of South Africa. I'm telling you, it will be do or die. Every country will be here. Even from America, they will come. Where you can buy without money. Ha! But look at, this is God talking. All you need is your hunger. All you need is your thirst. 
He's not asking you for money. He's not telling you to put, to put down any deposit. What a world to live in. Huh? And you know, all those things you fantasized about, you know, those castles you've built in your dreams, and all of that now become a reality. Just go to any bank, withdraw whatever you want. Hey. <laughs> but this is what God is saying to us today. Come to me and buy. And eat. Yes, come. Buy wine and milk without money. And without price. There's no price tag on it. In the natural. You know, you just, the only price is your hunger. So when you come for more, they look at and they measure your hunger. Does your, your hunger measure up to this? Hmm? So imagine if you're a car lover. I don't know what. You know, some of you, I know a few car lovers here. You know, um, what car do you want? <laughs> Come on. You don't know. You, you don't know what God is trying to do. What? Sorry? A Bentega is fine. That's a humble beginning. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he says, okay, fine. He looks at your hunger level and says, ah, this hunger is, um, is for a task. <laughs> <laughs> this hunger is not, it is not measuring up. Well, so, in other words, although God is saying, come buy without money. Huh? When, when you come, and you say, God, can I have this? He looks, okay, fine. Yeah, you can, but let's check. Um, do you have enough currency to pay for this? Uh, your, the level of your hunger, let's see. What, what can the level of your hunger purchase? Hmm? What can your hunger, what can this hunger purchase? You say, oh, well, I, you know, I want, I want a house. I want a penthouse in Cape Town by the waterfront. You say, okay, fine. No, no let, let's see. What's hunger, hunger? Uh, uh, this hunger can only get you. The, 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 they get, the, this hunger will get you a room in Alex. <laughs> So, touch your neighbor, say, work on your hunger. Work on your hunger. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm? You're pursuing more. This is, listen, I'm not talking about greed here. I'm talking about real hunger. Hunger for more. Hunger to see God's will fulfilled in your life. 
For example, when you read by the testimony of Scripture, we've, we've read here, okay, for example, let me just pick one verse here. Huh? He says, verse 5, Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. Hmm? And nations you do not know shall run to you. So when you read a scripture like this, it needs to connect with your hunger. Are you getting my point? It needs to connect with your hunger so that when you read it like this, your hunger should now begin to pump up. Then when you go to God with that hunger, he says, okay, what nation are you calling? And he says, they will run to you. Huh? Do you see? And he says, surely you shall call a nation you do not know. One nation. Right? Then, when the response comes, how many respond? Nations. You see, when you have the right hunger, you always get more than you ask for. Are you getting the point? Yeah, you get more than you ask for. So you, you call for a nation. I don't know what nation you want to call. But when you call that nation, other nations say, me too. Me too, I'm coming. And there is a stampede of nations responding to one call you made. Because you had the right hunger. You see, so you can apply this principle in different ways. And that's how to attract more into your life. The hunger. And why are they going to run to you? He says, because the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, uh, because of the Lord your God, huh? And the Holy One of Israel. So, when you call, they are not just hearing you. They are hearing God. So, because it is God that they hear. You, you say, it's, you are the one that called. But what they hear is God. So, they are running. Who will not want to be on God's side? I mean, if you were a nation... And God is calling, hmm? calling who? Calling Irene. Won't you answer? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just come and say, me too. Oh, well. uh, yeah. You see? So that's what is going to happen. There will be a stampede in the spirit. Because of our hunger. They will begin to respond. And that's where you now begin to see things. And it's like, well, I didn't ask for this. I, it, is, it is enough. I've, it's, it's, it's okay. You say, no, 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 it's not okay. You must have this one as well. I want that to be activated in our lives. Amen. I want that to be activated in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That every one of us will have unique testimonies. Strange testimonies. 
unexplainable manifestations. It's like people will be saying, but how do you do it? You, how do you get so many people to respond to you? You say, Isaiah 55. Glory to God. Isaiah 55. So you call, but they hear God. And they run to God. But it's you they meet. <laughs> because it's Christ in you. You see? It's Christ in you. It says, for he has what? Glorified, glorified you. So you see here, this is now, you've entered into the realm of glory. You've entered into the glory of God. When you are in glory. Somebody say, nyaf, nyaf, nyaf. (laughs) Yeah, it's coded. If you you treat me well, I'll give you the interpretation. Huh? Nyaf, nyaf, nyaf. It's not in, in, it's not in the dictionary. It's, it's, huh? <laughs> nyaf, nyaf, nyaf. That is, that is abundance that is stupendous. It's, what's the word again? It's, that's, that's just it. So that's what happens when you enter into glory. When the glory of God is working in your life. So there are manifestations. When you read the ministry of Jesus, there are different types of miracles. But certain miracles are are manifestations of glory. So when when, when when the glory is in manifestation, there are things... Is not on the same level as the working of miracles. It's not at the same level. We'll call it miracle, but it's a manifestation of glory. Because the working of miracles is a gift of the Spirit. But this level that we're talking about is not the gift of the Spirit. This is the Father Himself. It's the glory of the Father that is working in your life. So that's why when Jesus turned water to wine, how many people have you heard of after that that turned water into wine? How many, how many other people? Hmm? Peter, Shadow, this, that. Those are great. But nobody turn water into wine. So there are levels. Say there are levels. Yes. I need to, you, you need to press in with your hunger for more. So I don't care what you've experienced before. There is more that you can experience. And the highest will be when you are in the glory. The highest will be when the glory of God is manifesting in your life. And that's why it takes a while to walk into that. 
It took Jesus 30 years of preparation. <laughs> yeah, he was born huh? in the manger. Remember when he was born, the wise men came. They already saw him as king. I know there are some um, writers that say Jesus was performing some miracles as a child. And, oh yeah. But, you know, those are just fabrications. Fabrications of human imagination. And then they, they deceive some people into th- saying, you know, there are some things Jesus did that they didn't, they didn't put in the Bible. They're just trying to deceive you and all of that. It's a lie. Jesus could not have done that. Why? Because it's, it's against divine pattern. So if you understand how God works, you'll know that Jesus could not have done that. Because God has to prepare the vessel. Huh? Before he anoints the vessel. And before he begins to manifest the glory, the glory does not just happen. Honestly, it doesn't. It takes time. It takes time to process. It takes time of consistent pursuit. It takes time of consistent, sustained hunger. It takes time because your hunger must be proven to be real, legitimate hunger and not just a wish. Because wishes come and they go. You know, you can just walk past somebody's Rolls Royce and just say, wow, I wish I can have this. I like it, I like it. Ooh. <laughs> then you go to the dealership and you enter inside. You take a picture, you take a selfie there. And all of that, and then you put it on your screen. And, you know, your screensaver and everything day you're looking at it uh, the law of what attraction they say mm? the universe will give this to you wow. just continue to. in God's pattern it's a process okay God will watch he's not He cannot be deceived. He cannot be manipulated. He cannot be um, coerced into doing it before time. So God says, okay, fine. There's a pattern. Go look at the scriptures. Everybody that God has used powerfully, there is a time that it takes to make them. He took 40 years to prepare Moses to enter into his glory. Pastor, <laughs> I don't have 40 years. I know, neither do I. <laughs> That's why. The reason why that of Moses took so long is because he was stubborn. <laughs> yeah, he was too stubborn. So it took 40 years to break him to nothing. It took 40 years to break him down to nothing. Because remember, he was raised in the palace. He had the best of the best. He was a spoiled child. He was a prince. He had anger problems. Huh? 
temper tantrums. When he gets angry, he can kill. And when he kills, he does it expertly. He can just hit you in one spot. Boom! You meet your maker. Yeah. That was Moses. Prince of Egypt. What happened? God says, oh, all right. You want to deliver them with this kind of anger? You want to enter glory with this kind of... Don't worry. I'll process you. Took him to the wilderness. Oh, my God. Big guy. I'm sure he must have been so down. So... Maybe he even got to a point he felt like killing himself. But what kind of life is this? From the palace to this level. Every day you wake I mean, this, he was living a life. The dream. The dream life. He wakes up. Somebody will come and, you know, what do you want to do? Your royal highness. What, what do you want to use to take your bath? Do you want milk? Do you want, you know? What do you, what do you, what do you want? Yes, of course. How, how do you want to do? What do you want to bathe in? Yeah. Whatever he wanted. His wish is a command. That was the life he was living. Huh? When he steps out, my goodness, everybody's trying to please him. Then now he finds himself with sheep. Not even people, sheep. That's even below his servants in Egypt. Below his servants in Egypt. But unknown to him, that was God's pathway to greatness. He thought he was great. He thought he was great. But God showed him, what you call greatness is not what I call greatness. I need to work on your character. I need to work on all these excess Egyptian tendencies that you have been discipled in. Until he lost his elocution, you know, his, his articulate Queen's English. When he speaks, he speaks just like the Queen. Even, I mean, his diction, his, everything was perfect. When he comes out, I say, behold the Prince. He was a commander. He was trained in military. He, was, he had the best of everything. Egypt was the superpower then. So he, he, he could have gone to the university, the Harvard of that time, or whatever you think is the best. He had it all. He was a master communicator because you cannot be a prince and not be a communicator. He was a master communicator. He was a master leader. He had been trained in leadership. He had been trained in everything. 
All the wisdom of Egypt. Look at him when God called him. Go to Pharaoh. Go and tell him, let my people go. It's just a sentence. He said, I can't do it. Huh? Or how many sentences? God says the Lord, let my people go. That they may serve him. He said, I can't do it. What has happened? He has been reduced to nothing. Because his hunger was misdirected. God had to deal with that. And now bring him to a place. Where? It's only God that can help me. He said, behold, I cannot speak. I cannot speak. To the point that God performed miracles. Say, I will be with your mouth. Uh, drop that r- rod. It becomes a snake. Pick it up from the tail. And, say, and it becomes a stick again. And God says, put your hand in your bosom. Puts it, brings it out. It's leprous. Oh my God, you can't run from your hand. You can run from the snake. <laughs> So God was trying to teach him something. If you're going to work with me, you need to follow me. You need to obey me. Hmm? Even though you have lost everything, now I want to make something out of you. Because you have met with me, you can face Pharaoh. Even in this state that you think You have nothing. Now is the time that you have everything. Are you getting the point? Now is the time that you have everything. Actually, what you thought you had was nothing. And what you think you don't have now is something. So you are ready now. Go face Pharaoh. So, how did I get into all of this Moses stuff? Preparation, yeah. Okay, preparation. Your hunger must be sustained. Yeah, it must be sustained. It must be proven. It must be tested. It must be tried. And so God will do it in such a way that there's no quick fix. So to come and tell me that Jesus performed miracles when he was a child, it's uh, the imagination of people. It's not possible. How can God, unless God is going to violate his principle? Now, if he uses Jesus to do that without first of all proving him, Satan can accuse God. And you and I can accuse God. We can say, okay, fine. If you, you, if you di- did that with Jesus, I want to enter my glory now. Yeah, without preparation. And God does not work like that. You must be prepared. Amen. You must go through the process. You must go through the experience of feeling like you are nothing. Amen. You have to get to a point where you feel like you are nothing. You have to get to a point where you feel like you have nothing. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you haven't been there, you haven't started. Yes. You have to get to a point where you feel, I've lost it all. Then you're on track. Oh, I used to be this. I used to have this. 
But now look at this. You're on the right path. I'm telling you before God. I won't lie to you. That's how God works. Now there are things he will do before you get to that point. Those things he does are just to encourage you. They're not the main thing. But the main thing is where nations will come to you. How many people want nations to respond? Yeah. Imagine you wake up, you just hear, uh, the president of, uh, okay, somebody said U.S. Another person, Russia. Um, which one do you want? Um, I don't know. Depends on what God wants to do. China, okay. Somebody prefers China. Yeah, Israel, okay. Whichever one, I'm telling you, in God's scheme of things, you will find yourself before these people at the appointed time. At the appointed time, I'm telling you. If you will follow God, if you will follow His process, if you will not be in a hurry, He now says you are ready for it. He'll give it to you. Are you ready? To go through it. I wasn't planning to share about the glory. But I guess somebody needed it. And that explains your current experience. That explains your current experience. You are going through what you are going through because God is preparing you. He's preparing you. And your hunger, let your hunger sustain you. Let your hunger keep you focused. Do you understand? Don't lose sight of your goal. Let your hunger sustain you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured. You understand? God put a price at the end. And he could see. And he now endured everything. Going through the shame. How many people have gone through some shameful stuff? Okay. That's good. It's okay. You are in good company. Jesus went through it. So you are in good company. You've not missed God. The devil is lying to you that you miss God. It's a lie. Is part of the preparation. That's why at the baptism, Jesus enters water. Heaven opens. God says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus has not started ministry. The Father is already pleased. Why is he pleased? He's gone through the process. Are you getting my point? He's gone through the process. So now the father is pleased. And the father announces to the nation. He is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That's why I know that he could not have done anything as a child. At best, he went to the temple. And then... Spoke with the teachers. He was learning the word. 
He learned the word. He learned submission. He learned obedience. Are you getting me? He learned obedience. All these things are part of what we need to get to the place where nations begin to respond to us. Where the word begins to fulfill itself in your life in proportions you never imagined. As the, as the word comes from heaven, I mean as the rain comes from heaven, does not return void, but accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. The same way the word of God will come to pass in your life. To come to pass in your life. Just sustain your hunger. Sustain your focus. Sustain your thirst. Continue to thirst for more. More of him. He comes with a lot of stuff. A lot of extras. Amen. Time is gone. Thank you Lord. And we have to break bread. Let's, as we take the communion this morning, I want you to know that God says that he will make an everlasting covenant with you. And as you take the communion this morning, This is a covenant meal. It's an everlasting covenant. As we partake of this. This is to say that you believe in the word of God. You believe in what Jesus did. You believe in what is to come. You believe in his process in your life. You believe in his vision for your life. You believe in his plan and his purposes for your life. And as you partake of this. You are saying, the word of God shall not fail in my life. Why don't you turn to someone, tell the person, the word of God will not fail in my life. I don't know about you. As for me, I have made a decision that the word of God will not fail in my life. Amen. Do you believe that? So as we partake this morning, I want you to do that with this faith. That God is going to fulfill every single thing he has promised about you. It will come to pass. doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm telling you. Trust me on this. It will come to pass in the fullness of time. When it has fulfill its gestation period it will be fulfilled in your life the the wafer symbolizes the body of Jesus that was broken for us the cup symbolizes the blood of Jesus that was shed for us and as we partake you are proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes as you partake of this anything in your life that is contrary to God's will that is contrary to to God's word, you partake in faith and you say, Father, I expel anything from my life that is not of you. Whatever is not planted by you in my life, whether it's in my body, whether it's in my mind, whether it's in my spirit, whether it's in in my feelings, whatever is not planted by God as you partake of this, 
receive your freedom, receive your healing. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.